Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. Amen. What a powerful, powerful song. Just ties in so well with what we were singing about this morning. You know, praises, be lifted up. Inhabit our praises, God. Hmm. One of our, actually our, our top core value in this church is that we value the presence of God above everything else. So that's always been priority number one here, hasn't it? For those of you that have been around a while, seeking the presence of God has always been, I'm going to move like this so you guys can see me, uh, that's always been our top priority. And um, that's not changing under my watch. Um, I just think if we, no matter what, 2019, 2020, and beyond holds if we'll just continue to seek his face. Amen? If we'll just put that first. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God, what kingdom? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's the only righteousness there is. And he says, then all of these things will be added to you. I like how uh, the Passion says it. It says, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Amen. It says, refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. We've been talking about making choices. You know, I make a choice to wake up each day and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice. This is saying, don't even just choose not to worry. Refuse to worry. It's a, I think that's a powerful difference. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way. One day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. Let's pray. Father, you're so good. In your presence, your face is all I, I want to seek after, Father. I want to pursue you day after day. I want to know you more. I want to hear your voice more clearly. I want to see the path that you have for me laid out in front of my eyes. I just pray that your word would just burn brightly in our hearts as we just seek your presence day after day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've worshiped, we've prayed, we've read the word. Now, no matter what else happens, we're good.
you know. We at least got that done. <sighs> you know, dominoes are funny little things. You know what? Anybody play with these as a kid? Who's ever, like, taken the time? Show of hands. <laughs> show of hands if you've ever taken the time to set up a whole bunch of these for that pleasure of that <laughs> that is a satisfying sound and if you would just put in five to six hours work you could get about 60 seconds worth of that noise you know dominoes are not all that impressive on their own I try to do this without knocking them without bumping the table they're not particularly impressive. They only are about two inches tall and maybe a few grams each. But they can get some momentum going, some force. And a lot of people don't know this, but a domino can actually knock over a domino that is one and a half times its size. You're like, well, big deal, now you've knocked over a three-inch domino. I know that's not impressive. And then a, 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 a you know, a, a four and a half inch domino. And then, what would it be? I went to Everett schools. So help me with the math. 6.75 inch domino. And I know none of that's very impressive, but when, by the time you get to the 18th domino, it's the size of the leaning tower of Pisa. By domino number 23, it's the size of the Eiffel Tower. And by 31, you've got a domino the size of Mount Everest. Funny little things, dominoes. The mission of this church is stated as such, to love God, love people, and make disciples. That's our mission. Our vision of how we're going to actually do that it's a little bit harder. Our vision is to see Macosta, Osceola, Lake, and Nuego counties discipled and to reach the nations with the gospel through Ferris State. That's Mount Everest. This is us. The goals we set and the, the actions we take, those are the dominoes. We've got our vision. We've got our, our, our instructions. Now, what are the dominoes that it's going to take to get there? That's the, that's the goals that we, that we set. My number one goal, and, and if you look back at my journals for years, it's always been to hear, to hear from God. And more specifically, to hear from God on every decision I make, big or small. Because I find not as much happens when I talk to God as when he talks to me. Amen? Amen. I love talking to God. It's an honor that I get to talk to God. It's an awesome thing to be able to talk to the creator of everything. But it's far more thrilling when God talks to us, isn't it? I've discovered that he has more important things to say than I do. Hmm. 
Things don't change when I talk to God. Things change when God talks to me. When, when I talk, nothing happens. When God talks, universes are created. So the power of prayer is found not in convincing God of my agenda, <laughs> but in waiting on him to hear his agenda. Amen? So we're going to spend the next couple of weeks, I think, talking about how we can all increase our, our hearing. You know, because... It's not a big secret, but it isn't easy. You know, waiting on him in the secret place can be frustrating because it isn't all him talking, 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 talking. It's a lot of, it's a lot of waiting and kind of just grinding it out. And, but if we'll just position ourselves in that place, our odds go way up that we'll be there. He'll find us waiting when he does speak. So we'll, talk, we'll be talking about, about that, I think, the next couple of weeks. But, you know, one of our, another one of our core values is that um, we believe that without prayer, we labor in vain. So prayer is, is just important to us. But we know that with God, all things are possible. So as I was looking through... Um, kind of my notes about the last year and, and you know we've been talking about setting some goals for this coming year I wanted to make sure that those line up with our, with our values and that they will actually um, get us closer to that to that vision and so that's kind of what I did here I, I took all the goals I have for us all my hopes and dreams for for this, for this church and I just broke them down into, into categories, and I just took the ones that, that I felt like God was saying, this is important, this is important. And then I just began to line them up with our, with our core values. And so this is almost like a spreadsheet of like, well, this goal lines up with four of our core values. This one lines up with seven of our core, and on and on and on. And, uh, and that mission of ours to love God, love people, and make disciples. It's like, oh, well, this, this falls into that. This, this fulfills this. I've got, um, I've got a goal that, that we have midweek discipleship and prayer. You know, right now we have a, we have a Wednesday night prayer group, and uh, that's going to be getting, I think, just a powerful um, transformation into a real time of warfare and, and intercession and prophecy. But I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see people in this building in the middle of the week being discipled, being trained. Remember when we used to have really awesome classes on Wednesday nights? I think two of the, of the years where I had like the most personal growth in Christ were as a direct result of those really awesome Wednesday night series that we did. I'd like to see a fully staffed church on Sunday morning, meaning that our nursery is staffed every, every week, that, our, that we have Sunday school, that we have children's church.
that's going to take a lot of work. But fortunately, one of our other core values is that we believe that every member is a minister. So that means I don't, I don't have to make those things happen. You guys do. If we believe that lost people matter to God and to us, another one of our values, and if we believe that uh, you know, we're called to make disciples and, and, um, and we have a, a value that we're going to be inspiring with our words and our actions, then this is just, this is just what we do. We provide opportunities for people to get to know this God of ours. And not just during this sermon each week, but we want to provide opportunities for them to be growing in their knowledge of him and in their relationship with him and with other believers. I want to see um, small groups meeting as well, in addition to the activities that we, that we do here in this building. I'd love to see, um, you know, special small groups meeting throughout the week or month. And again, that's going to take, um, that's going to take all hands, you know, all hands on deck. I have a goal to see us have a fully funded missions budget. How long has it been since our missions budget was funded out of missions? I don't remember it. But we have decided that we're going to be radically and ridiculously generous people. And we believe that lost people matter, not just to God, but they matter to us. Right? So missions is just what, is just what we do. That's why we're looking for our next local missions project. What's the next thing we can do to get our hands um, uh, involved in love in some sort of a something local. How can we help? So if anybody has any great ideas, I'm, I'm open to them. Come tell me about them afterwards. I want to pick. And if we end up with five ideas, awesome. Then we've got, we have our next several months planned out. But just because we're, we're small or we're, we have modest incomes or whatever it might be, all of us are generous people called to send. If we're, if we're not going, we've got to be sending. And so I want us to have a, a missions budget that's fully funded at all times and is, is disproportionate to the size of our church. And I don't mean too small. <laughs> Fortunately, we can partner, you know, with our parent church and, and we can sort of like say, yes, you know, they're helping 100-plus missionaries in 100-plus countries, and we get to be part of that, sort of, because we're tied in with them. But I want us to be a church that's just known for being just crazy generous. Let me just read you what our core values are, because we've got, we have some guests, and I'm sorry, you know, if this is your, your first time or or you're, you're newer here with us. This is kind of family meeting, but this is kind of what I'm calling Vision Sunday. We're just, you know, we're just talking about where are we, where are we at? And be real, real, real honest about that because another one of our values is we're going to be authentic at all times, right? So here, here are our, 
our core values. Number one, we value the presence of God above all else. Two, we believe that lost people matter to God and to us. Three, we'll protect unity at all costs. So important. Four, we believe that every member is a minister. Five, we'll be genuine and authentic at all times. We're not going to play church. I've had enough of religion and pretending and uh, pretending to be better than I am for an hour or two a week. I'd rather just be, just be real and otherwise there's no way to grow. Number six, we'll be inspiring with our words and our actions. We're not going to be a people that joins in with the moping and with the whining and with the negative talk. We're not going to feed that monster. When, when dogs are barking, we're not going to just bark. We're going to be people who get our heads up to the source. There, isn't a, there is no problem that, that can't be taken care of, that hasn't already been accounted for. So we're going to be people who lift people's heads up. We're not going to focus on the, happen, the happenings around us that determine our happiness because we have something way better than happiness. We have joy. And we have it un, unending, overwhelming, overflowing. We have hope. So we're going to be people who are inspiring with our words and our actions. I'm speaking these things. This is how I like to write my goals. I like to write them as though they're already accomplished. I will be in perfect physical condition and my diet will be on point. You know, that's how I write it down. So that's, way, that's how I'm reading it. That's, how I, that's why I'm saying these things to you this way. I'm not saying we're there. I catch myself whining all the time. But I'm going to be I am a person who inspires with my words and my actions. Now I just get, need my behavior to... <laughs> Number seven, we will be radically and ridiculously generous. This was a concept that, um, that I've been... Um, that I'm a big believer in. You cannot outgive God. And I'm not even talking about tithes, offerings. When we had nothing, the very nicest thing I had was an iPad. It was brand new. It was an iPad 2. It was way more money than I could afford to spend on such a thing. But, but I had this thing, and our pastor at the time didn't have one. And he had gone to some conference, and all the other pastors had cool iPads. And he felt lesser than. And immediately, I felt God say, if you give that to him, I'll give you a thousand more like it. You'll never, you'll never lack for it. That's radical generosity. And so I try to listen to that voice because he has kept his end of that promise. Now all my kids have iPads they don't need. We've got iPads that I might not even know about. They're just everywhere. I open my car door and iPads just falling out. I'm picking up iPads all day. 
Number eight, without prayer, we labor in vain. But with God, all things are possible. Number nine, so important, we will honor and love each other at all times. I feel like God has, has given me a real clear answer to prayer in the last couple of weeks. I've been asking him, how are we going to do this? Like, we're, not, we're, we're this tiny little church. We got, I'm not even qualified to do this. God, what are we doing here? Like, can't you get somebody else? And he said, what's the, what's the smallest percentage of, of effort that you can do of, of whatever? From one to 100, what's the smallest number? One. One percent. You could do zero percent. That's nothing. So I've got that choice. I could do nothing. Or I could do the barest minimum, which is one percent. And he said, if you reach one percent of the people that, in the area that you say you want to reach, you won't even be able to hold them. One percent. One percent of Big Rapids, Big Rapids has over 10,000 people in it. If a hundred of them came and checked us out and half of them decided they liked it here, we would double in size overnight. Macosta County has over 40,000 people. 42,000, according to the last census. If 1% of them decided to come check us out, we would be in a panic, first of all. And, uh, and if a half of them decided to stay, it would, I mean, we would double again. Are you, see where I'm going with this? There's 125,000 people in these four counties that, that we have a vision to reach. We don't have to do it all on our own. There are hundreds of churches in these four counties. But could we do 1%? Could we give the barest, the very smallest number of, of, of effort, the very smallest number of uh, percentage of, of, of inviting people it means I don't have to even, I'm not asking you to invite 100% of the people you know, but could you, could you ask one? That's literally the least amount of people that you can ask. You can ask zero, that's no people, or you could ask one, that's literally the fewest number of people that you can invite to church. It's zero or then one. There's not like a half person you don't get credit for children. They don't count as like a percentage. That's a whole person. So that's, that's what he showed me. And I said, well, how are we even going to do that? He said, We're gonna, you're going to preach a gospel that is uncluttered with religion, shame, and guilt. I don't even know what that means yet. He just said that last week, so I'm still processing this. But I can do that. That's the least I can do. I can keep telling people about this, this out-of-this-world love that stepped into this world. 
for one purpose, so that we could be in eternity with him. That's the good news. That if we would just believe that he did that for us, if we'd declare it with our mouths, we get to trade our shabby, dirty, filthy righteousness or unrighteousness for his exquisite, pure, white garment of righteousness. We get to stand before the God of all creation, pure, clean, forever and ever. Matthew 6.33 says, So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. One day at a time. One domino at a time. By the way, if you continued that progression, the 57th domino would be tall enough to reach from right here where I'm standing to the moon. Would you stand and pray with me? Father, we adore you and we love your presence. I'm inviting you, Father, to speak to this people. Give us words of prophecy. Give us direction. Give us guidance, Father. I pray that every person in this room would be awakened in the night with your voice, that they would be distracted by your voice throughout the day, that it would be like nothing they'd ever experienced, that it would just be one word after another and that we would be so tuned in to your voice that it, we, we would just be writing it down all, all day long, trying to keep up with what you're saying and with all of the, the, the knowledge and, and, the, and the, the, uh, future that you're just laying out for us. That's my prayer, Father. I pray that all the gifts of the Spirit would be in operation in this place, that we would be a truly healthy, growing, and full of love people. Father, I am not strong enough to do this all, but I can do 1%. I can at least do 1%. And Father, I'm giving that 1% to you no matter what. At a minimum, I'm going to be I'm going to be working, working on this one percent. Father, I just pray you would fill this place with people to join us in that. Join us. Join us together with people who value the same things that we value, that that have a similar vision to our vision, that 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 are on point with the mission to love you and to love people and to serve people really well and to make disciples. Help us to, to take risks. Help us to love you and, and, and to love others. That's our prayer, Lord, as we 
just take one step, one domino at a time. Father, I pray you would give us momentum. I pray that the wind would be at our backs and that we would begin to see some force multiplied in the direction that we're moving. I thank you for it. I pray that you would bless beyond belief every person that's, that's hearing this right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. I don't just say that. I mean that. I hope you have an amazing week. Go over there and go out there and knock over one domino. And let's see what kind of momentum we can create this year. Amen? All right, love you guys. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.